Welcome to The Seller's Corner, an e-commerce podcast with real stories from real sellers. Each episode, we sit down with online sellers all across the globe and talk about overcoming challenges, scaling, and putting processes around their online businesses. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is Joanna, and I run marketing at Accelerlist. In this episode, we talk to Karen from Iowa. She has such a great story and shares some amazing tips for those of you starting out on your seller journey. So Joanna here, and today our guest is Karen, and she's going to be telling us a little bit about her seller story. My name's Karen, and I sell online. That's my only thing that I do now. I was a workaholic for a really long time, and then I uh, actually was in an accident with a semi uh, while I was on a test drive with a customer. I worked at a car dealership, and I realized that life is short, and although luckily I wasn't hurt too bad. I'd always been entrepreneurial and I had sold on eBay for years, but that just wasn't working well enough to do it full time. And so I started doing some research and found some information. And then uh, somebody's TikTok just really, you know, spoke to me one day for some reason, selling books on Amazon. And so I kind of started to get into, you know, full-time than internet sales in multiple platforms from there. So is that what you mainly sell or only sell Um, books? On Amazon, I sell books and VHS tapes primarily. I have a few other things that I've dabbled in, but I don't do any, you know, major online arbitrage or anything like that. And then on eBay, it's more varied. You know, I branch out and have a little more you know, some vinyl records that I'm not eligible to sell on Amazon, but mainly media and a few other things that maybe I see at a Goodwill outlet that I know a little bit about or I think will sell well. Like for some reason, trucker hats that have the mesh that are vintage and 80s feel are hot. So those will sell for way more than I would expect. So I got lucky on a huge score at an outlet mall, you know, one time with like a hundred of them for probably $5. And I think I made my money back on just one hat in 10 minutes. So it just kind of depends. But books are definitely the bulk of what I do. So you kind of went into a little bit into why you started selling. Do you want to like just kind of elaborate a little? Sure. I mean, I guess when it comes to eBay, I first started selling because I needed some extra cash when I left my ex-husband. And I was a single parent and I knew that working and paying for daycare just wasn't going to work when you have a three-year-old at home. And so I had worked for a internet company that mainly sold downloadable software because it was the late nineties, but they had branched into some other things. And so I learned about eBay sales from that company. And so I was like, oh, I should try this. And eBay was not even five years old at that point. So I didn't really go full bore into it, but it was fun to go to garage sales and kind of the thrill of the hunt was there and being and having an entrepreneurial spirit. That was fun and it was good extra money, but it wasn't something that was going to pay the bills long term. I just didn't really have the time to 
put into building it into a sustainable business. So I went back to work and kind of didn't understand what was out there. Then when I started doing the Amazon stuff pretty quickly, I found a lot of things to learn from, you know, from whether it was, you know, learning just about Scout IQ and scanning books that way, um, you know, and other things to really help do the business by yourself and scale it fast. So, you know, of course, Acceler List helps in that, you know, listing quickly versus Seller Central and things like that. But, you know, so I just kind of consumed as much information as possible, went to a turn the page conference in Austin in February and really learned a lot of information from, you know, some sellers that really knew their stuff. And so just networking in that way too helped because it kind of taught me, you know, that whether I wanted to work two hours or 80 hours in a week that I could find a way to really make what I wanted to make and that I didn't necessarily have to have a huge warehouse or 14 employees to make quote the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Amazon took off pretty fast for me. I, I only started Amazon just over a year ago and pretty quickly it ramped into, you know, four figures of sales in like a month and a half. And so just kind of snowballed. And I learned to, that it's not just about, you know, finding that $200 book, but sometimes it's getting through the penny books faster that really helps too, just getting to accept more items fast and list them fast, get them into the warehouse fast. It, it just lots of different things. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of find it amazing in this community how people just really grab on. I guess the saying would be like, grab the bull by the horns and just really just go into it and make whole businesses out of it. I find it incredible. Like I find your story really incredible as well. So like, what would be some things that you wish you had known before you started all the selling online? Well, I think that what I wish I would have known, <laughs> yes, profit is profit, but sometimes you got to work smarter, not harder. So I guess that's probably one thing I wish I would have known. Understanding eBay fees a little bit better. Although I think that I had consumed enough content that I was a little better prepared than some people are in terms of that it can take, you know, two to six cycles of, you know, of payouts from Amazon to really start to see a decent chunk of return on your investment just because they're taking the shipping to Amazon out. They're holding back fees because they want to make sure that the customer receives the item and those things. And so it can be kind of a sticker shock to spend $200 on items over you know, a month and a half and see five bucks, you know, but yeah. once that snowballs, then all of a sudden you're seeing, you know, triple, quadruple, you know, skyrocket pretty quickly after that, if you just stick with it. So I think that that's probably, those things are basically the biggest things that, you know, spending, yes, I'm making $2 profit on this book and it sells pretty quickly, but what's the best return on my investment over time? It's probably better to take, you know, the $10 and more profit books than to take those $2 books because the time that I'm spending on them over time 
isn't making me as much money as I could be. But everybody's business model is different and some people do bulk and some people cherry pick. And I do, I don't really do bulk because I don't buy Gaylords, but I do bulk in the sense that I have some people that do estate sale cleanouts. So sometimes I'll get 30 boxes of U-Haul books at a time. And so I still need a storage unit to kind of go through those. And so if I'm accepting $2 profit on all of the books that I just went through and then spending the time to list them and label them and all of those things, then am I really getting the return that I want? So it took me a little while to learn that. But other than that, I don't think that there was anything crazy. I consumed a lot of content before I jumped in. Yeah. Um, so that's my biggest piece of advice is don't just watch one YouTube video or one Instagram video or a TikTok and think that, you know, okay, I'm going to go out and source at Goodwill tomorrow and I know everything because it's not that way. You need to definitely do your homework and understand what you're getting into because otherwise, you know, the mistakes that you could make then rather than having two things you wish you would have known before you started here at, you know, 20 to 40. So that's my biggest piece of advice would be consume content and, you know, and really do research for, you know, up to a month before you really get your feet wet and get into it. Yeah. I mean, that's probably with like most ventures or most business ventures, you should probably take your time and have some patience and research before jumping into any kind of business. And this shouldn't be any kind of exception to that. <laughs> Absolutely. What's some of like the best things about being a seller online and maybe throw in some of the worst or like the less favorable <laughs> aspects sure. of selling um, online? Well, obviously depends on the items that you're selling. You know, what I would say are the best and the worst. But I would say that, uh, you know, the best is that you can set your own hours. You work when you want to work. You're your own boss, those kinds of things. But also the community of people, the, the friendships that I've made with Travis and all kinds of other people, you know, over the course of my journey that I never would have met otherwise. That's pretty amazing. I love that about what I do. And probably the negatives, you know, for me specifically are trying to find the warehouse space or somebody donating a bunch of waterlogged books or things like that, you know, trying to dispose of so many books that aren't necessarily profitable, but you don't want to just send them to a landfill. So finding a way to dispose of, that's not fun. And listing can be a pain in the butt, but having Acceler List to help me do that versus when I was doing it just via Seller Central and it taking 10 to 20 times as long, it's not as bad as it used to be. But definitely the fun part is going out and sourcing and you know, listing is not as fun. I know people that sell groceries, that sell toys, that sell, you name it, they sell it. It's crazy, the things that you can sell. But I find that whether it's a Facebook group that I'm asking questions on, Discord chat, whatever it is, that I don't know anybody that sits there and says, oh, I love listing. It's so much fun. That's never something that anyone <laughs> says. It's always the, oh, it's so much fun to go to a garage sale and Gary V it and say, I want to get these, you know, 40 books for $5 and you go home and you find out that just one book was worth 75. That's the fun part. Nobody wants to sit in the basement and scan the book and type in all the information. That's just not the fun part. It's just not, 
it's not sexy it's not fun but it's what pays the bills so you do it all on your own I have my son is out of the house and married so he and his wife will sometimes scan with scout IQ and um, help get through some of the estate sale stuff but other than that no it's all me okay that's great (laughs) yeah would you say that like definitely better than working the nine to five behind the office. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that I am uh, psychologically unemployable. Like if Amazon tomorrow shut down, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'd probably just sell on eBay, but if, if the internet went away and I had to go get a job, I'd probably have a mental breakdown because I don't think that I could work for someone else ever again. Working for yourself is so much more freeing and I just love it. So what were some of the resources? Cause you said you took in a lot of content, like, sure. Was it books or YouTube or did you like, you don't have to give um, names or anything. It's just like, sure. I mean, general. um, it was a lot of different things. There were a couple different content creators on TikTok that I started following and they kind of gave references of like they said scout iq and so i was like oh what's that and then i kind of you know so then i found out oh the person that made scout iq that's the book flipper okay so then i went to facebook and i started finding different groups that once i added the book flipper as a facebook group then of course it gives you 14 other things that you know these are similar so i was like oh i want to learn about that and learn about Mm -hmm. that and then some of the content creators have YouTube channels. So I went there and then they made recommendations of people that they learned from. So it just kind of snowballed from there. And then uh, I've always read self-help kind of books. So, so reading like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and going back to that and having a love for books in the first place, when I understood the money that would be there for me to not just consume books that I enjoy reading in the first place. It really does pay to be passionate about what it is that you're selling. You might not have an interaction with customers because they're not going to really ask a whole bunch of questions, but just knowing even to be able to put in the description something that the reader goes, oh yeah, they really know what they're talking about. I'm looking for this specific edition of this item or listing a first edition when it's not necessarily the first edition. It's maybe the first edition of that printer or that publisher that printed the book. Knowing that information is really important. So, yeah, I'm an avid reader. I read from between like 80 and 120 books per year. So the love for Mm -hmm. books is there. I just never sold any. (laughs) Yeah. And that's okay. You know, it's not for everybody. You, And some people get into it and find that that's not the right thing for them. But there's always something out there that will make you happy. You just have to find what that is. So if you find your passion and you can do that for a living, then it's a win. Whether it's being Alex Trebek and hosting Jeopardy for 40 years or, you know, selling books (laughs) on Amazon or doing makeup videos on TikTok or, you know, whatever it is, you will have lived a full life and been really happy to do it. Yeah, I think it's amazing that you found a lot of inspiration and stuff through TikTok. Like, I didn't know that that was a a channel for the community to find some resources. (laughs) It's really crazy that that's the one, because I downloaded it and I asked my son, you know, 
something about it. And he was like, oh, that's for kids. Because it was, you know, I mean, it was 18 months ago when most people, quote, my age, weren't really, had never even heard of it. And I said, well, you know, I read some information from some email blasts that I get for, you know, daily content, you know, and they were interviewing Spencer X, who is one of the biggest creators on there. He's a beatboxer, but he was just explaining that it wasn't just dancing and it wasn't just kids anymore. And it was really about to take off. And so I was like, oh, I should do this. I should download this and learn information. And it just happened that with the algorithm and the way that it is, that the people that I was liking because I looked for Spencer first and who I was kind of starting to consume, that that side of TikTok kind of jumped out from the algorithm that I wasn't seeing the 12-year-olds dancing and like that kind of stuff. I wasn't seeing that. What I was getting out of TikTok was immediately people that were sharing their life story and talking about selling on Amazon and eBay or just random weird information about their life. But I don't know. I just learned so much. It's crazy how much I've learned from TikTok when I downloaded the app at that time. It was literally for people under the age of 20. Yeah. Just dancing around and... (laughs) Yeah. What's like an assumption or a myth about what you do that you would like to debunk a little bit? (laughs) Well, I think that there's kind of like assumptions both... I won't say positive and negative because that's not what I mean, but that there's assumptions either you say I sell online and they're like, oh, you make a million dollars, you know, or because they think that, or people are like, wait, there are people that sell on Amazon. Like I thought Amazon sold their stuff. Like they just, there's just both. Either people think that it's something that's super glamorous and you make a ton of money on, or you take advantage of people in order to get where you're at. That's not what I do at all. If I find a book that I spent a dollar for and it sells for 70, yes, obviously I'm profiting from that, but I'm not profiting like I didn't go out and hoard a thousand hand sanitizers and try and sell them for a crazy amount of money to profit off of people's misery. I'm just doing a service because the dollar book that I found at Goodwill, somebody in Montana couldn't find anywhere else and they're, they would have bought it for double the price if they could have found it that they're excited to get it and that you know so I think that that stigma is probably the the one thing that I think people should understand is that I'm not trying to make money and profit off of people it's not illegal to resell items but people will make you out to be a bad person sometimes and I think that that's the biggest misperception okay So for someone that's starting out, say I wanted to start out and sell on Amazon, what Mm -hmm. would be some of the best advice that you could give me? Well, A, I would sign up for a seller account, obviously. (laughs) But in all seriousness, I would probably uh, search and consume content, but just search on YouTube about selling on Amazon and then just consume content and learn information understand that there are people out there that are only wanting to sell a course on how to sell online. So be mindful of that when you consume content. But otherwise, there's a lot of great information out there. 
and just get started. Get an account and find what software works best. Like I found Scout IQ and Accelerlist to help me list faster. And after that, it was just consuming multiple streams of content from a bunch of different platforms and learning from there. All right. I think this is going to be like the big question. And it's almost like an interview, like a job interview question. Where do you see yourself in five years? Where do I see myself in five years? Uh, Five years ago, nobody answered that question correctly, right? Yeah, Um, absolutely not. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) So in 2025, well, I would say I wanted to kind of try and retire by the time I was about 45. And I'm almost there in January. But I thought that I would be semi-retired and and traveling. I love to travel. So I think that where I see myself is not retired, but using my book income to kind of fuel that traveling. And since you can do online sales from anywhere, having you know an RV or a van or something where you know, I'm kind of nomadic and living off the grid, so to speak. <laughs> Just uh, traveling Route 66 and checking out thrift store dives to find some little nuggets to kind of take me on the next journey to travel. That's where I see myself. That sounds good. But you're right. Five years ago, nobody got this right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So where are you based out of? Like, And is Um, there like a community of sellers there or? Actually, I don't know anyone that lives here in town. I live in Iowa, just on the Iowa-Illinois border. And I know some people that sell, that live within the state, whether it's Iowa or Illinois, but I don't know anybody that lives within a hundred miles of me. And I live in a pretty metropolitan area. I don't live, there's not cornfields around me. There are actually (laughs) houses. And do you find that the community itself is pretty helpful? Or do you think that some of the bigger people in the community might be a little bit more tight-lipped about their tips and tricks? Well, I think it depends on what you're looking for and how long you've been doing anything and, and what you're asking. It's not likely that somebody just starting, if they say, you know, can you tell me where you bought your Gaylords? the person's probably not going to tell you because that's something that you kind of need to do your homework. You need to network on your own. You need to make those connections and you need to find those sources. But I've found that even, you know, just brand new starting out, if you're just asking what's the best software to use or where do you guys go to source? And so learning about savers versus Goodwill versus other thrift stores and how to kind of, approach things that way, that they're very open about that, that everyone's been nice. I've never had anybody be rude. I've heard about people being outsourcing, especially at Goodwill outlets, where there will be some people that'll kind of side eye or be very rude there. But other than that, you know, as far as an online community, I see nothing but people trying to help other people succeed there's enough books in the world for everybody. So it's not something that's a tightly guarded secret. If you're going into something that's more of a niche or you're trying to, you know, sell textbooks and things like that, then it might be more closely guarded. But other than like where specifically I go to buy the books that I get the best profit on, 
I don't see people holding back on secrets like that. I think that the takeaway is that don't just think about it, do it. Because I thought about selling online for years and years. And I obviously I did on eBay. But if I would have sat down and taken the initiative 15 years ago to say, you know, what else is out there? What can I make? I might have found more content. Whereas once you have that spark, go look for the information and and go do it. Don't just sit and wait. That's the biggest thing, I think. I mean, I think that's anything. If you're thinking about it too much, then you don't end up actually You'll talk yourself out of it eventually. Yeah, pretty much. So might as well just jump in. I mean, as you said, do your research first and then jump in. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to share where maybe we can find you online or, you know, like Twitter or anything that you might have? Sure. My name is actually spelled K-A-R-I-N. So some people might have a hard time finding me that way. But on all social media, I'm caring about stuff. So you can just find me that way. All right. So thank you for your time and for sharing your story with all of us. It was really great talking to you. Sure. It was very great meeting you too. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Seller's Corner. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please send an email to podcast at accelerlist.com. Accelerlist also offers a generous 21-day free trial when you enter coupon code PODCAST on the registration page. Now is the time to start with Amazon and break into freedom with your own business.